Today, we're reading a couple of stories by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm, two German brothers who wrote dark fairy tales. This version has been carefully translated from the original stories by Brian Alderson, and he's managed to keep the dark tone of the original tellings. Little Louse and Little Flea A little louse and a little flea kept house together and brewed their beer in an eggshell. But the little louse fell in and burned himself up. So straight away the little flea began a wild crying and lamenting, and the little door of her room said, Little flea, why do you weep? Because little louse has burned himself up. So then the little door began to creak, and a little broom in the corner said, Little door, why do you creak? Why shouldn't I creak? Little louse has burned himself up, and little flea weeps. Then the little broom began sweeping like mad, and a little truck came trundling by and said, Little broom, why do you sweep? Why shouldn't I sweep? Little louse has burned himself up, little flea weeps, and little door creaks. And the little truck said, So I will run. And he began to run, squeaking like mad. And he ran, squeaking past the muck heap, who said, Little truck, why do you squeak? Why shouldn't I squeak? Little louse has burned himself up, little flea weeps, little door creaks, and little broom sweeps. Then the muck heap said, so I will burn like mad, and he began to shoot out smoke and flames. And there was a little tree standing by the muck heap, and he said, little muck heap, why do you smoke? Why shouldn't I smoke? Little louse has burned himself up, little flea weeps. Little door creaks, little broom sweeps, and little truck squeaks. So the little tree said, Then I will shake myself. And he began to shake so that all his leaves fell off. A little girl, passing by with a little water jug, saw all that and said, Little tree, why do you shake yourself? Why shouldn't I shake myself? Little louse has burned himself up. Little flea weeps. Little door creaks, little broom sweeps, little truck squeaks, and the muck heap smokes. Then the little girl said, So I will break my jug. And she broke her little water jug. Then the little spring from which the water rose said, Little girl, why do you break your little water jug? Why shouldn't I break my water jug? Little louse has burned himself up, little flea weeps. Little door creaks, little broom sweeps, little truck squeaks, the muck heap smokes, and the little tree shakes. Heyday, said the little spring, so I will begin to flood. And he began to flood like mad, and everyone was drowned in the water. The little girl, the little tree, the little muck heap, the little truck, the little broom, the little door, the little flea, and the little mouse. They were all drowned together. Wisp of straw, lump of coal, and little broad bean. In a village not far from here, there lived a poor old woman who'd got herself a bit dish of beans and was going to boil them up for her supper. So she made a fire in the hearth, and to hasten it along, she used a handful of straw to light it. But when she tipped the beans into the pot, one of them fell on the floor without her noticing and came to rest by a bit of the straw. Soon afterwards, 
a glowing lump of coal jumped from the fire down beside the other two. The wisp of straw opened up a conversation. Well, now, friends, he said, where have you come from? And the lump of coal answered, With the greatest of good fortune, I've jumped out of that fire. If I hadn't managed to do it, I was bound for certain death. I'd have been burnt to ashes. And the bean said, Yes, me too. I've only just been able to save my skin. If the old woman had tipped me into that pot, I'd have been boiled up into mash like all my friends. And would I have had any better fate? asked the straw. That old woman has sent my brothers up in smoke and flames. Sixty of them jam-packed to the slaughter. But luckily for me, I slipped through her fingers. Well, what are we going to do with ourselves? asked the lump of coal. I think, said the bean, that since we've all been lucky enough to escape a nasty death, we should become good companions. And for fear of any more disasters overtaking us here, we should go on the road together and leave straight away for another country. The other two were pleased with this suggestion, and so they all set out. It wasn't long, though, before they came to a little stream, and since there was no bridge or plank across it, they had no idea how they were to get to the other side. But the straw was struck with a good idea and said, Look here. I'll lie down across the stream, and you two can use me as a bridge. And the straw lay down, stretching himself from one bank to the other, and the lump of coal, who had an impulsive nature, immediately began to scamper over this newly opened bridge. But when he got to the middle and heard the water rushing below him, he took fright, stood stock still, and wouldn't trust himself to move an inch further. This caused the straw to catch a light, and it broke into two pieces and fell into the stream. The lump of coal tumbled in after, sizzled as it hit the water, then gave up the ghost. The bean, who had prudently stayed on the bank all this time, couldn't help laughing when he saw what happened. In fact, he couldn't stop, and he laughed so hard that he burst. And that, I'm afraid, would have been the end of him, except that, to his great good, for good fortune... A travelling tailor was having a rest down there beside the stream, and since this tailor was a kind-hearted fellow, he fetched out his needle and thread and sewed the bean together again. The bean thanked him with a great show of gratitude, but because the tailor had sewn him up with black thread, beans from his family have always had a black seam down the middle from this that day to this. The Bremen Town Musicians a man had a donkey, and for years this donkey carried the man's sacks to the mill without any grumbling. But now he was coming to the end of his strength, so that day by day he got less and less capable. Then his master decided to do away with him, but the donkey saw which way the wind was blowing, and took himself off, setting out down the road to Bremen. There, he says to himself, I can surely get a job as a town musician. Well, after he'd gone along for a little bit, he came upon a hunting dog lying in the road, panting, like someone who's run himself to a standstill. Now then, Caesar, says he, what are you puffing and blowing like that for? Ah, says the dog, just because I'm old and getting weaker every day, just because I can't go hunting any more, my master wants to kill me. So I've taken myself off, but where I'm going to get a living, I'm sure I don't know.
tell you what, says the donkey, I'm going to Bremen to be a town musician. Why don't you come with me? And the two of us can take up music together. I'll play the lute and you can bang the drum. Well, the dog was pleased about that and the two of them went on down the road. They hadn't gone far when they came on a cat sitting in the middle of the road with a face like a week of wet Mondays. Now, what's upsetting you, old whisker wiper, says the donkey. Ah, says the cat, what's so jolly about having your neck wrung? Just because I'm getting on a bit and my teeth aren't so sharp as they used to be, and I prefer to sit by the fire and purr rather than chase around after mice. My old woman wants to drown me. True, I've got away this far. But now it's hard to come by good advice, and I don't know where to go next. Well, you must come with us to Bremen. You're a good chap for serenading. You can be a town musician along with us. The cat thought that that was a good idea and joined them. Soon after this, the three travellers passed a farmyard, and there, sitting on the gate, was a cock, crowing away for dear life. You're making enough noise to freeze a man's bones, said the donkey. What's the matter with you? Here have I been calling up good weather for Saturday, says the cock. But just because tomorrow's Sunday and we've got company coming, the old farmer's wife's not having any mercy. She's told the cook she wants to have me in tomorrow's soup, and this evening they're going to chop my head off. So I'm still using my voice while I can. Hey then, old red pole, says the donkey. Why don't you come along with us? We're going to Bremen, and whatever happens, you're sure to find something better there than a stew pot. You've certainly got a good voice. And if we all make music in a group, it's bound to have a bit of class. Naturally, the idea pleased the cock and all four of them went on their way together. But Bremen wasn't to be reached in a day. and By evening, they'd come to a wood where they decided to spend the night. The donkey and the dog lay down to sleep under a large tree and the cat and the cock climbed up into the branches. The cock were flying right up to the crown of the tree where he'd be safest. Before he fell asleep... He looked around him for a last time in all directions and it seemed to him he could see a little glimmer of light glowing in the distance. So he called down to his friends that there must be a house not so far away because a lamp was shining. The donkey said, very well, let's all get up again and go on a bit further. The lodging's pretty awful here for sure. And the dog remarked that a couple of bones and a chunk of meat would do him a world of good. So they set off again in the direction of the light, and soon they saw that it was getting brighter, and it grew bigger and bigger, till they finally came to a brightly lit robber's house. Since he was the biggest, the donkey went up to the window and looked inside. "'What's to be seen, old grey coat?' asked the cockerel. "'What's to be seen?' said the donkey. "'Why, there's a table set there with lots of fancy stuff to eat and drink, and robbers sitting round it enjoying themselves.' <laughs> That looks like something for us, said the cockerel. Right you are, said the donkey. I wish we were there. Then the animals put their heads together to decide what they might do to chase out the robbers. And at last they hit on a plan. The donkey was to stand with his front hooves against the window. The dog was to jump on the donkey's back. The cat was to climb onto the dog. And last of all, the cockerel was to fly up and sit there on the cat's head. When that was done, they waited for a signal, and then, all together, they struck up a tune. The dog 
donkey yelled, the dog barked, the cat meowed and the cock will crow. Then they all fell into the room through the window with glass crashing all around them. The robbers leapt up at such a terrible din, thinking they were being attacked by boggarts, and they rushed off into the wood in a panic. So our four friends sat themselves down on the turf wood in a panic. No, they didn't. They sat themselves down the table, picked out what they liked best from everything left there, and ate enough to last them the next three weeks. When the four minstrels were finished, they put out the light and looked for somewhere to sleep, each one to his own taste. The donkey lay down on the dung heap, the dog behind the door, the cat on the hearth by the warm ashes, and the cockerel up on the roof tree, because they were tired after their long journey. They fell asleep at once. When midnight was past and the robbers saw from a distance that no lights were burning in the house anymore and that everything seemed peaceful, their captain said, We shouldn't have let ourselves be pushed about like that and he ordered one of his men back to the house to see what was going on. The one who'd been sent found everything quiet. He went into the kitchen to strike a light, and because he mistook the glowing fiery eyes of the cat for live coals, he held a match to them to get it lit. But the cat didn't think much of that for a game and sprang at his face, spitting and scratching. This gave him a nasty fright, and he ran off to try to get out by the back door, But the dog, who was lying there, bit him in the leg, and he ran across the yard by the dung heap. The donkey gave him a smart kick with one of his hind legs. As for the cock, though, woken out of his slumbers by all this racket, he cheered at no end and shouted out from the roof tree, Cock-a-doodle-doo! Cock-a-doodle-doo! Then the robber ran as best as he could down to his captain and said, Ah! There's a fearful witch sitting in that house and she spat at me and scratched my face with her nails. And by the door, there's a man with a knife who stuck me in the leg. And in the yard, there's a black monster who let fly at me with a wooden club. And there, on the roof, there's a judge sitting, calling out, Hang him in a noose! Hang him in a noose! So I got out as quick as I could. And from that time on, the robbers wouldn't trust themselves to go near the house. But as for the four Bremen town musicians, it suited them so well that they never wanted to leave it to go on with their journey. So that's the story, and the last one who told it got a plateful of muffins for his plane. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the stories, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye!